What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Berry. I'm Scott McNally. We are joined again by Phil Viz. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for high-quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust. Hit me up if you have any questions about anything. I'd be happy to talk to you about them. We're also brought to you by supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. And, of course, we are brought to you by Patreon. You guys, thank you for thank you for taking part in making this thing happen. We got a topic today. This is a, a burning desire of skips because Andrew and I have been hearing about this on text for the last several weeks. Pharmagrade GH versus generics. Well, I want to point out first. This may be anticlimactic. Think, oh, you guys are kind oh, of blowing this up. <laughs> That's my job. I, I want to point out first that I think, and I think Phil would absolutely agree with me that there is a vast difference between generics and farm grade. And, and Skip, I think over the years, you, you had always used generics and you'd gotten great results from them. And I think you decided to take the plunge recently. So I'll turn it over to you and let you describe what's been going on for the last couple of weeks. Well, I, I got good results. Okay. But let's be fair. I got them for free. So you don't turn away free gear. I'm not crazy. I'm not the brightest guy in the room, but I'm not <laughs> going to, you like, you don't have to pay for your generics. Well, okay, then, then I'll take them. Yeah, they work pretty good. But I did cross over, which is kind of funny to say I crossed over to the dark side. To the darker. A long time ago. <laughs> the dark side. Yeah. No, I just, I figured, you know what? I, let's just see i'm what 53 i think i've waited long enough and i kind of took the plunge and i figured look i would go with if i'm gonna go farm grade i'm gonna go straight to serostem i'm just i'm not gonna and i don't want to say that the other ones aren't good i don't know i haven't used them i would imagine that all farm grade is very good very good growth but i figured look i'm gonna go with seros i'm gonna go straight to the top and if they don't work yeah, I'm going to give it a long, uh, give it enough time, give it enough to to run them in and evaluate. You guys know me well. If I don't do the placebo thing, I don't. Oh yeah, this works really well. I'm actually kind of cynical. I know that's yeah. hard to believe, <laughs> but I, I figured off. You know, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, and, and I just figured I'm gonna, I'm just gonna experiment. So. It's only been three, four weeks. It hasn't been that long. So visually, there's not this dramatic change. But I will tell you, this is what I was texting you guys, blowing up your phones about. Because only after a week, I track everything. I mean, I'm a, and my variables are constant. Okay, so this I want to preface what I'm going to say with the fact that I'm training the same. I sleep the same. My stress levels at 53 are pretty moderate. Uh, I, you know, I don't have to deal well, I had some stress in the fall, but we won't get into that. Um, everything is pretty consistent. I'm not even making a diet change. I'm not changing card. I'm not training. I'm not changing anything. So a weekend, I noticed that immediately I track all my sleep and I have for four years. So I can see these trends and patterns and I know what to expect. Yeah. And I had my HRV jump within three days. It jumped almost 25 points and it stayed there. So immediately I'm thinking, well, that's that's kind of odd. Like that's a pretty damn good jump. And you guys know too the HRV is connected with the amount of time that you spend during sleep that's under your resting heart rate. So I went from like forty percent to the nineties. Yeah, explain and HRV for anybody who doesn't know. Just read the, like the the clips. What's heart rate? heart rate variability and to be honest i'm looking into it more than i have i just know that you know what most people know the higher it is typically the better it is and the more stable it is the better so when you see your hrv drop off you know it's the parasympathetic versus sympathetic it's um you know whether you're training too intense and not okay plays into recovery whether you're recovering optimally you'll yeah. have fluctuations because if you train your ass off for a few days it'll drop but it should then it, almost immediately come back up and and that's what you want to see but i had that jump of almost 25 points i thought okay you know correlation versus causation it wasn't causative it just was correlated until it has stayed up for the last three and a half weeks so and and again the hrv being related to how much time you spend below your resting heart rate while you're sleeping they're both essentially connected you're not going to have a lot of time below your resting heart rate and not have your hrv be good it's they're just connected so 
obviously right away I'm thinking, oh, and, and obviously you know, I felt better, but that's subjective. You know, you could say, well, you know, this is going well, this is going well. Yeah, I feel better, but nothing else had changed. So I'm not seeing dramatic changes in the gym. I'm not seeing my strength, you know, skyrocket and progressing like I was, but my recovery right out of the gates is just so much better. And I can say there are some subjective things. I mean, I'm, I, I clearly am fuller. I feel fuller. I feel like I have that, that pump. And you have to understand, I mean, I used generics for a long time and I'm only running four IU of Saracen. It's not very high. I'd like to run higher every day. I think I'm going to run higher. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to take it up yet. It's only been three or four weeks, but four IU I'm getting significantly more out of than the, I, mean, I was only running six generic earlier just because I had been off for the fall. So I wasn't going to take anything up real high, but I, you know, eight to 10 is typical. And the other thing is, is I typically hold a lot of water on generics and I'm holding relatively relative to, or compared to generics, I'm holding none. I am not losing any vascularity, you know, in my calves, which with generics, typically what would happen is, uh, the day after I'm off growth, I'm a little drier and I can see that. And then I go back on for a few days, two or three days. I have a schedule, but that's not important right now. But then I will go back to carrying a little bit, a little bit more water. And I'm not doing that right now. Um, could arguably be that I started, and this is the other thing that I have to be careful of. It's the only variable that changed was I did start Telmasartan for the first time ever when I started the, the GH. It could be, and, and I just put this out here. I, I don't know if this is the case. It's the only variable oh, that has changed. So it is a variable. It could be. That actually, it actually could be your answer. Yeah. Yeah, well, it could be. I wish it, it was a be. better control. There. You know, I wish you started the right. Thomas Arton like a month ago or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's at 40 milligram. Um, I haven't had much of a change. I didn't have, arguably, I didn't really need, I wasn't in a position that my blood pressure was like, yeah, I, I really need this. But I wanted it to be in there. And I did change that at the same time. It's 40 milligrams. So without, again, I'm trying to process this and put it in perspective with that 40 milligram dose. My, my blood pressure hasn't changed much, but it could be helping with the, with water retention. That's, I'm not going to know unless I just stop it. And I could, I mean, I could, I could stop it for a couple of weeks and see if there's going to be a change. But outside of that, the changes from a, from a recovery standpoint at this very early stage, are pretty significant, significant enough to make me go, Hmm, I think I want to, I think I want to ride this for a while and, and see what happens. I do think I'm a little bit leaner, but that could just be from diet, even though I haven't made a change. Um, you're not going to see, I mean, I think we can all agree that, you know, changing to farm grade growth, isn't going to all of a sudden have me so much leaner than what I would have been on, on generics. I think over the long term, I'll be able to see that. What's that? On a higher dose, on a higher dose, maybe on a lower dose. No. Sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm fighting not going up right now. I'm just going to ride this for a while because I was off everything for, you know, five months or so and wasn't training and, and that sort of thing. So I've only been back for about four months. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you about that real quick. I'm going to get off topic. When you get out of training, how do you get back in? How do you get your head back in? How do you how do you get that momentum again? Well, I, I rarely break from training. And when I do, it's only because things are so bad that I can't focus on. Um, I'm, I'm struggling. I don't want to get too deep here, but I'm struggling to I'm struggling with the basics, the essentials. I'm focused on my client work. I'm focused on my um, you know, my, my clients, my business. And when I made, when I was able to switch gears to be able to train again, when my head was back, um, uh, because it was stress related, um, it was very easy for me to get back in. It's it, you guys know this, it's a momentum game, whether it's good momentum or bad momentum, it is easy, even when it's bad and it's negative you, to ride it. What's another day? What's another week? But I had no problem getting back in when I had cleared my brain and was in a better 
position. Um, it may make for a good story later. I just need to get to Monday and today's Wednesday. And well, by the then time I may this comes talk out, about it. I don't know that anybody would care. By the time this episode comes out, yeah, Monday could, will have already happened. So <laughs> True. And, be, and that is true. That's yeah. a good point. But it's live right now. I, I guess us, what I'm saying us, is, no, I'm and I'll, I'll stop with this, is everybody deals everybody deals with shit some people deal with more shit than others but why i haven't talked about it too much i have with andrew and scott because you know you guys are like my only two friends on the planet no offense (laughs) phil (laughs) but it's just it was something that we just all deal with shit and sometimes it becomes overwhelming and it was overwhelming and then it be training and everything that goes along with training becomes an added stress versus a stress reliever and i lose the therapeutic component of training where any other time it's therapy you guys know that even if your head's a little off you get in the gym and you can compartmentalize because we've been doing this for so long and you put everything in else in the world on the back burner and you don't think about it for two hours but when it becomes so overwhelming you're unable to do that and it seeps in and you become toxic in your brain and everything becomes negative it becomes this horrible feedback loop of loop of oh yeah and of course this would happen oh yeah of course that's going to happen too yeah go figure and it just becomes this negative slide that is very difficult to get out of i don't i don't fight it to be honest with you i let it run its course and when it's done then i'm done and i put it behind me and i move forward and that's pretty much what yeah I'm, I'm honestly I'm, I'm right i'm right in the middle of what you just talked about um it started last year andrew knows why it started i don't really want to talk about it um but i haven't gotten back in the gym since and like you said i i don't have the ability to give myself peace in the gym and time to enjoy myself when there's all of these other responsibilities that i'm constantly thinking about so i need to have that stress cushion in order to you know, give myself that reward of just having that two hours to myself and stay off my phone and not worry about business and, and, and work and, and everything else. So no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I completely understand that. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, so this doesn't turn into so, a Hallmark uh, movie. Let's get back on topic. No. Both hormones. I'm yeah, so glad that I, I, Andrew's I, I, the guy I, I, to rein, rein us in today. This leave it to Andrew and Scott I, 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 to reel it back in. Scott, well, Scott was giving – I could see Scott giving me the look through the camera to be like, Andrew, you Andrew, dick. on it. You, you get us back you. on course. But, but they're, no, because – They're I mean, texting each other. I, Put a stop to Phil and Skip right now. Get Take some anti-estrogens for these guys. I could read his eyes. That's all I needed. But no, I mean – I mean, we can all commiserate because we've all been, we, we know exactly, I think every bodybuilder out there knows exactly what you guys are talking about with the highs For and sure. lows of not being able to focus on our craft when we have a business to run, when we have home life issues, when we have whatever it is. But to bring us back to course, um, what is your plan, Skip, with, with because um, you're, you're running four units now, and I think I've told you about some sweet spots that I like in terms of dosing. Um, and maybe Phil want to chime in about, you know, because he has a lot of experience with growth hormone with himself and clients as well. Um, where do you see yourself taking this thing? Uh, yes, you may ask Skip. Yeah, I was I'm asking sure. Skip, and then I was going to have you chime in. I figured one of you guys would cut over the right other and, and take- Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was waiting for you to say. Yeah, let's be fair. And, you know, I'm not going to go crazy, but I, you know, look, to the listeners, we sometimes do, you don't think we do, but we sometimes do the same thing. There is that curiosity. There's, well, if four is doing this, then what is six going to do? I, that's how I learn. And that's how I've always learned and experimented. I listen to people. I take feedback from those, you know, who I respect. But I'm going to push it up because I want to see. Look, if I'm not going to get anything more out of six, then I'll back off to four and I'll save my money and blow it on something else. But if I see something, I'm going to take it up again. I want to see what's understand this. I've trained for 40 years. Okay, 39. But nonetheless, I'm rounding up to 40. It is what it is. I don't get to do new things and see new things happen or have things in front of me that honestly excite me. I think to myself, look, I'm not going to wake up in six months ago. Oh my God, I'm getting a pro card in the master's division. <laughs> but I get to do something different and I get to see how I'm going to respond to it. And honestly, it's been a long time since I've, since I've had that. So had I thought that there would be this dramatic difference, I honestly never really thought there would be. 
I figured, you know what? I'm I running eight to 10 IUs. How much better can it really be? We've had this conversation. Well, you're going right? to see, see more. I figured as much. And that's well, why well, if that's I'm also, already feeling this early stage, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I want to also point out that the main thing that probably inhibits people from doing higher doses of a farm grade is the cost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's it's, sure. it's an expensive it's an expensive product. You know, out of all the compounds that we buy in this sport, I can only think of maybe like Ancrolex being more expensive, and none of us really run that. But gr- growth hormone, a kit of you know Serostim, you want to be paying six seven hundred dollars. Anyone that tries to sell you a kit of Serostim for three hundred dollars, they're selling you water. Okay, they're selling you yeah. they're selling you I don't know what they're selling you HCG or they're selling you some powdered nothing. Um, so you, you're got to be expected to be paying somewhere of you know a kit comes with seven seven bottles in it and they're ninety dollars a bottle. And I've told this story before, but for reference, one time I was doing okay. I did a bottle a day for a good stretch, and that hit the bank account real hard. But I will say with that dosing of of, of eighteen units a day the effects on my physique and, and i've said this before and i'll say it again they were mind-blowing to me i felt like i had almost pro-level genetics i would be sitting here on the computer typing and my arms would feel like i just did a full buy and try workout i'd get up and i'd look in the mirror and i would look dry and full and, and all those great things that we like in this bodybuilding sport when you're in shape and and if i had if I had a lot of money to spend on this kind of stuff, I would do it all. I would probably do it year round, or maybe I'd drop down to eight units or 10 units a day, but you didn't believe I'd, I'd be doing a bottle a day again, if I could. That's sure. why I, and I, I'm I not sending kind of- kids to college right now. So I have a money tree over there. All I do is I go over there and I pick money off of it. It, it just grows <laughs> and it's. When you said you're not going to go up, me and Andrew were sitting there thinking, when you feel six, you're gonna try eight. When you try eight, mm-hmm. you're gonna go to ten. I mm-hmm. like yeah. I I actually I've experimented just like Andrew has, and I I got lucky because um, I started getting a little gut from it, but I ran out of time in contest prep. But I remember I went up to fourteen IU's for two for two weeks, and I still remember like warming up with like one arm rows, uh, like for back. Like my elbow was running into my lat, like I was so fucking mm. pumped. And I'm talking oh, about the first one. I, thinking about warming up got me pumped. <laughs> and when, when you use a high dose of real GH, like Andrew said, you feel like you have pro level genetics. I have pictures of when yeah. I was on 14. I use I look like a fucking gorilla, like literally standing there. I look like the fucking gorilla with like the ass and the, like the back hunched over the shoulders. I literally look like a fucking gorilla because I was all swollen from it. And it makes you crazy strong. It makes you recover. It makes you sleep all day. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want the listeners to to go crazy or, or advocate for abusing drugs. But GH is essentially, I believe, the game changer. I have clients that I run that that will run into where, like, you know, we've all had these guys. They're good. They're going. They're growing. Then they just don't really budge anymore. And I think Scott Stevenson um, actually just uh, talked about this recently on a podcast, I think it was last year, uh, about the limiting factor actually being fiber content within the person's physique. You know, people Mm. that are able to get bigger have more muscle fibers. So what does GH do? It it, it induces proliferation, cell division. It gives us more. So once Mm. I start putting them on GH, all of a sudden they're growing again when nothing else worked. And... I think that one of the things that a lot of the pros and the pro coaches have figured out, certain ones are more known for it than others, no names, but they figured out that they they don't really have to be a very good coach if they stick somebody on 12 IUs of GH. They're just going to fucking grow and they know this. So actually one of the coaches that I know, a very famous coach that everybody probably knows, I'm not going to give names, was ordering um, what I was told 100 Genopens a month at a point and I believe he was doing it to make sure that all his athletes had access to it. And then yeah. all of his athletes started really growing. And and that's one of the major factors. People that can't grow or won't grow and have bad genetics, I don't care how bad your genetics are. Stick you on 10, I use a GH, you're gonna fucking grow. So from four to 10, okay, I'm just taking notes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll right. be purple model, go up slow. Yeah. Well, we've got a bunch sure. of listener questions. This would be a good opportunity. Anybody who's listening on the audio podcast, you can hit pause, go to your refrigerator, take your growth, and then you can come back and listen to the rest of the show. 
I'll, uh, cause I'm ready. I'm like ready to leave right now. Go take a shot of GH at the moment. <laughs> I'm so, laughing at Scott. Cause he said 10 for Ken, 10 for Ken. I saw that too. <laughs> so Fasten's with us. He's a new member of our group. We had an interaction with him, Skip over at the, the Facebook group yesterday. Oh yeah. Fasten uh, got a mouthful of foot, didn't he? <laughs> oh shit. And I'm sitting back laughing going, welcome to my world, bruh. Cause he yeah. was just trying to be funny and all oh, did it backfire. Oh yeah. Shit. He said, by the way, hope, Scott, hope there's no hard feelings. Um, can't promise I'll do better, but you guys will probably get used to me. But his question, <laughs> he was asking about DNP. He said, can you guys discuss DNP some protocols, diets while on, etc." It just seems like every podcast kind of glazes right over it whenever fat burners are discussed. If it is talked about, uh, it's just demonized. But let's be for real. The shit works and it's widely used in the industry. Yep. Do you guys think it's as widely used? No hard used feelings, as... by the way, man. We're good. I don't. I don't think it's as widely used as other fat burning agents. I'm not saying it's not being used, and and I do think people don't industry, talk about it as much in the industry. I yeah, I agree. I think the Gen Pop yeah. uses it more, uh, especially guys use it far yeah. more than than top like higher level competitors. Um, yeah. Correct me if I if you guys feel differently. I agree with you. I can name I, I can name five Olympians off the top of my head that used it last year. Really, really. Okay. I, I mean, I don't want to put people's business. Well, here's here's why. Here's why people have the opinion is because one of those things that every coach says, oh, I don't use DNP. I don't put my athletes on DNP. But like you're saying, Phil, because we all do know coaches that have had their athletes to tell you or show you the email or the text message yeah, of the DNP right. 25. So, so it is one of those things. It's kind of like the T3, you know, like, oh, I, I never go higher than 50 mics at T3 with my clients. And it's like, well, your girl said that she <laughs> you had around 150 mics. Uh, so maybe yeah, there's a there's a Mari Povich. Yeah, there's a Mari Povich yeah. meme, that says, meme that says, uh, you know, <laughs> that it wasn't. The there's truth. actually a funny story. There's a funny story about that T3 that I still it's just burned in my head. You guys will probably remember it because it was controversial. But um, rest in peace, Adam McVeigh had somebody on his show that is known for blasting girls on T3. And he just calls him right out on it. And he goes, oh, what, what, what about the high T3? You know, I heard you use these. He's like this and that. And then the coach tries to deny it. And Adam just calls him right. He's like, he's like you're a fucking liar. You're going to lie to my face on my show. I have the fucking email in front of me. It says, it says 150 or some shit like that. Like, like right in his face. He's like, I have it in writing. Like you're, you're lying blatantly on my show. Yeah. And it was fucking hilarious. But it's um, weird that Adam would be so blunt. It's not like the same Adam McVeigh. Yeah, that's not the Adam I know. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You know, so, I think that DMP is 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 demonized. Yes, because um, I was when I was young, I was one of the guys who even said I'll never use T three with my clients because I was able to get a lot of people peeled without T three. But you know, when I got to I started getting the bigger guys where I'm like trying to teeter-totter, keeping them full, not lose muscle, burn body fat, metabolism slowing down, what do I do? You know, all of these things. Then I had to start using T3. And if I'm going to be honest, um, I've been coaching since 2013. I've put three people on DNP in that period. Not high DNP, not the doses that people talk about, like online. The highest I've ever put somebody on was 250 mix a day. Typically, because the half-life is 36 hours, I'll put them on 2 to 250 every other day. Because what happens is it really starts to compound, and that's why it starts to kick your ass. So I, I, I have used it three different times. One of the times was scrambling for a pro card because we were running out of time, body wasn't responsive, thing like that. Um, and, and we made it work, and things turned out the way we wanted. But um, I will typically not use it unless I have to, simply because of the extent that it raises free radicals in the body and, and can cause damage and can start to stress your health and stress your uh, – can elevate your blood pressure. It can do a lot of different things that are nasty to your body, especially in higher doses. You've heard people talk about crazy doses. Now, I know for a fact um, somebody who doesn't coach anymore but used to be a famous coach, um, when he turned pro, um, I don't know this from his mouth, but I was told – from people that know him that he had no problem telling people he ran a thousand migs for his pro card. Wow. That's Ooh. wild. That's a lot. And I, I can't even imagine handling a thousand migs of that shit. Yeah. You know, I ran it I think in it was 2018 for prep. 
for a couple weeks and I was, it sucked. And I didn't even run a high dose. I ran 250 a day and it fucked me up. Like, I don't know how people do five, six, seven, eight hundred a day. They're, they're out of their minds. Well, they pretty much have to be keto at that point because if you throw carbs on it, you're just so fucked. It's ridiculous. There's no way to run doses that high with virtually – I mean it, I, I'd go so far as to say with any carb intake at all. And I'm not going to get into my little sob story because I've been through it a million times already. And I bet a lot of people haven't heard people it though. Yeah, a lot of people haven't heard it. Yeah, actually, Skip, I remember that experience, though, basically. When I was a listener, I I remember hearing you talk about it four or five or six or seven years ago, whatever it was. I think the listeners would enjoy and I would enjoy hearing it again. It's it's been a long time. I I mean, you don't don't have to get into all the details if you don't want to, but... pretty easy i almost killed myself i i had congestive heart failure i gained 32 pounds and i couldn't lie down to sleep because i was convinced i I mean i probably i may not have woke up i probably would have had a heart attack because i lied down twice and i shot out of that bed and i knew and i was up that whole night looking up i i tell this to 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 make a point i'm not trying to be dramatic or, or anything but it was the the one time in my life where i I knew I had fucked up and I didn't do anything wrong. That's why I don't like talking about it because people think, oh, you did something. You didn't do it. I ran 250 megs a day and I'd already run it. The first, I ran it three times. I ran it the first time. It was, it was great. Like I had never run it. I ran it again and it was not close to when I ran it. It wasn't back to back or anything. Minor issues, but minor typical, like what I would have thought would have happened, like minor sides. The second time, the third time is again, and it wasn't close during the same time frame. But it it that's when I had all the problems, and it just it it just fucked me up. I remember being in my basement in in our dream home, and it was three o'clock in the morning, and I was literally just thinking my kids are upstairs, and I could just I could just die at any time. I could have a heart attack, and I didn't want to go to the hospital because I had reached out to a couple of my friends who gave me what I think t- to this day was incredibly invaluable. To- advice and that was had i gone they would not have known what to do and they would have tried to use a diuretic and they'd have killed me so i had to sit there and accept i made these decisions and as dramatic as it sounds i have to live or die by my decisions and i have to ride this out and i couldn't the other part that was scary was my digestion had slowed down so much that I was backed up and I was bloated and distended that I had, I struggled to drink water to even get water in. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was, it was horrible. I, it's like, I didn't have the room in my stomach and it was just vicious. Yes. Same, same batch. Same batch. Exact same batch. Yep. Important question. And it it did. And you know what? It made me so mad at myself because I had much like Phil, I had said to myself over the years and I had preached it, stay away from DMP. It's like, what the fuck do you need it for? You have T3, T4, Clen. I mean, you come on. Yes, it burns body fat, but it's you're miserable at the same time. You can most people can't train. But then what happened was years went by and there was this lower dose protocol that was working so well for so many people. And I had looked into it. I had spoken with a few people. I thought logically this is very sensical. This makes sense. I'm going to give this a shot and see. And it worked beautifully, beautifully until it didn't. Hmm. And I just, I, I just, I, I just don't even like talking about it because it just, it was horrible. And me having to explain to my wife that I was in the position that I was in obviously scared her, you know, as well, but I needed her to know in case something happened and, you know, I'm trying to be accountable to her telling her and sounding cold at the same time that this is what can happen. This is what I have created by doing this. And it didn't help because she said, you said you'd never take that. Ooh. Like, bitch, now is not the time. <laughs> she didn't, And I know she didn't mean it, you know, yeah. but to hear that, it was just like, God, like I'm already not, you know, in a, you know, I'm already battling here, you know, come on. But it just really surprised her 
that, you know, I don't run down with my wife. I've been together for 30 years. She's cool, but I don't run down my protocols. I don't, every now and then she'll be like, uh, what are you on? You seem to be like going to the cabinet a lot. I'm like, no, this, this, and this is really not that much. It's like, oh, okay. But it's not a common conversation that we have because yeah. she's been around this for 30 years. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a professional bodybuilder. I'm not a professional writer, but I am a professional drug user. <laughs> so that's you know, the one that thing I <laughs> Did you ever use that very reason? Skip that. No, and and, for, and it's because I, I studied this extensively when I was in college. I actually had a really good uh, nutritional biochemistry professor who kind of was into bodybuilding in a sense. It was into athletics, and he would bring up the studies from like uh, from uh, I believe the Russians who the women who were uh, working in the factories with DNP, making bombs, making explosives, and how they were losing weight and how that wow, this is crazy. This is this is weird. And then they started dropping dead. So I started doing a lot of research on that, and really, it's because of this story that 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 Skip just told like i don't ever want to be the coach that has a client that has to go through that and have that conversation with his wife you know we say for a plastic trophy but for glory or for, right. for contest placing sure. when we have other things at our disposal like there's very few things that we can do as coaches or that we do as coaches that will acutely hurt someone right meaning like like they take a shot of something unless they take a, a four cc syringe and put it in a vein that's going right to the heart there's, there's really very few things that we do acutely that can hurt someone in a matter of a few days, whether it's there, there, there's DNP and there's diuretics. That's how I see it. And so that's why I'm very low it's on right. diuretics. And, Insulin, I, and I disclude. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good point. Good point. But, yeah. but even then, I mean, even then you could, you've all seen the studies where you, you can, where these people yeah, try to take up 10 of insulin. They tried to take 300 yeah. units of insulin to kill themselves yeah. and they, they, they survived because some guy did it twice. He tried to do it twice, uh, one with one pen, another with a twice with two pens. But my point being, there's very few compounds that we can say, Hey, take this and it's going to hurt you that day or two or three days later. And mm -hmm. in my, my mindset, I just never, ever wanted to have that on my conscience, on my card, on my sheet as like, Oh, that happened with that person when he, when he worked with mm -hmm. them. So that's, that's why I just said, I'm never going to use it. I don't judge people that do because there's, yeah. there's plenty of people that are very educated with it. Um, it's just not something that's in my wheelhouse. And it's not to say I don't know how to use it. I've researched it extensively. It's yeah. I think I that all coaches should have some familiar familiarity, whatever the fuck word is uh, with <laughs> <Familiarity>. it. Familiar. <laughs> I can I can't pronounce it. So you should at least have, have some knowledge of everything that's used in case you inherit a client who was using it or right. had used it or who's in a situation. Like, I mean, a lot of times you'll say like, oh, well, what could be so serious and so bad and this and that? All right. What if you get a guy that comes to you six weeks out? He's almost peeled, looks like a freaking pro and is going to make you look like a hero, but he's got a problem going on. You're gonna be. You're not gonna want to be like, oh shit! I can't help this guy. You're gonna want to fix yeah, it yeah. because he's about to make you look. Of course. Good. So you know, you, in certain situations, you're gonna need. To, you know, it's not a situation where you're gonna tell him, let's just come out of contest prep. When you're like, this motherfucker's gonna win, and as long as I can get him healthy, you know, like let's do this. You know, yeah. so I think it's a good idea that you should know about everything. It doesn't mean you have to use it. I used it twice for that very reason. Like I just wanted to know and and it was like just something I wanted to try. The first time I used it was an older school protocol. I think I did 400 for I think it was like 2 weeks and I think I moved it up to 500 at the end. And it was a contest prep and I was toward the end. I was miserable. I worked a manual job at the time. I had to go in warehouses in the back rooms of Walmarts that are hot and unair conditioned. Tough like, like July, man. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it sucked, dude. It just sucked. I remember being so weak from that. And the second time was after I saw Skip have such an awesome. Ex it was it was after you had your terrible experience. I was like, yeah, why don't I try this again? You know, so I, the second time around, <laughs> Skip didn't die from it. I'm going to give yeah. it a shot. What the hell? And it was the S2H uh, protocol, and I used a very low uh -huh. dose. It was like 200, 250. I ran it for five days. Now, the first time I used it, I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel like it really benefited me a ton um, because I was so weak. The second time, and part of that was my environment and the, the summer, all of that. The second time I used it, now, I think I was, I started prepping around 20 weeks out. I believe I started somewhere around that 16 week point. So I, I already had a groove, you know, I'm dieting, I'm making the progress I wanna make. And then I was like, yeah, let's push it ahead. You know, this early phase of the diet, let's jump ahead. And then that way I'll be leaner faster. I'll be able to fill back out, 
run the rest of my contest prep. So I'm, you know, a good month in, I'm making progress. Maybe it was actually longer than that. I was probably 12 weeks. So a couple months in, and then when I did this five week or five day DMP run, I did jump forward. But the problem was it took me out of my groove because I knew what I needed to do for my diet before that. Then I jump on this for five days. It literally took me like another 10 days to figure out, okay, well, what does my body need now? So it, it kind of ended up canceling itself out. I think I put myself through the, I'll call it the trauma, which wasn't terrible. I didn't feel like awful on, on that lower dose. But it didn't really serve me either. I feel like, you know, I could have probably just done a little extra cardio or I, I, I would have been better off. So for me, I'm still glad that I did it. But it was like one of those things where like, OK, yeah, now I understand what I did here. I see what the benefit was. But you know what? I really, in hindsight, probably could have just not done this and done just as well, right. you know. All right, so no, I actually. Okay. Go for well, it. I was going to say, you know, because. You, you have some pretty good experience with it, Phil. If there are listeners that were interested in learning and how to safely use it, as safely as possible, what would you recommend? Good question. It's actually funny. I just texted Andrew while you were talking because I didn't know if you guys wanted me to actually drop a protocol because it's yeah. going to entice people. Yeah, go because for it, man. I figured, out how to, I figured out the best way to use it, what I believe. Um, and it, it, it works phenomenally. Like I said, I used it in 2018. Uh for, for nationals. And I was completely inside out peeled, like ridiculously peeled. I think I ran it for about two or three weeks, maybe four tops at 250 a day. Then I cut it down to 250 every other day. Um, you know, I was kind of playing with it. Um, and it really, really, really works. But when I started using it again, started getting hot. I think a lot of people have misconceptions because of what they're taught that it does. So what is DNP? It's a metabolic uncoupler. So it basically takes ATP and converts it back to ADP. So it's like poking, it's literally like poking a hole in your gas tank and driving around your gas tank leaking, you know? And so our gas tank is body fat. So, you know, we're basically, you know, leaking body fat when we use it. So people think that because it's a metabolic uncoupler, that there's no point in trying to load carbs or use carbs and this and that. You absolutely can utilize carbs and load glycogen. It's just your body's going to start to undo it. It's just the, the pace at which it's done. So here's the thing. People, a lot of people know, but they don't connect these dots, is that DNP really elevates insulin sensitivity. So what did I do? I used insulin right in the middle of prep with it. And the smallest dose of insulin would inflate me to high health. So all those people, oh, you're always flat on DNP. No, if you use a high dose, you're always flat. Use a moderate dose, you could still keep reasonably full. Yeah. And if you use insulin with it, you'll be really fucking full. And then the, the other thing I wanted to mention is that actually Scott Stevenson talked about this again. So he's on, he wants to comment that – you actually, it's actually more beneficial to utilize carbohydrates with it sometimes and kick on that 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 that, uh, that effect. I'm not sure the exact mechanisms what he explained because uh, I don't really remember of why that is, but I remember that info back from 2018 when I was doing it too, and I started off keto, and then when I put carbs in, it's funny because I increased my calories, but I started getting a lot leaner faster. I was burning the hell up. Yeah, but where, that's so where that heat comes from, though. That's where well, the danger comes from. The increased carbohydrate. Oh yeah, that's, that is the that's danger. Where, You're absolutely yeah, right. I just want to be. I just want to be clear because that's why. With and, and I don't want to mention his name. He's a great coach, but he does have a lot of guys who will run those six, eight hundred, and a thousand milligram DNP. And if you're running that high with with carbs. I mean, about you the only die. thing they can do is pack you in ice. Yeah. I mean, there is, people at have, least with insulin, they can die. counter it. Sure. And, and there they, is people, that, I don't think people understand. The only way they treat you is they pack you in ice. Like, there isn't anything. There's no antidote to be able to counter it. It's not like a snake bite. No, we get you to the hospital. You're going to live. You you get there and you're packed in ice and they just fucking pray for you. Excuse my language. But there isn't a whole lot they can do. Yeah. And it's a That's why I didn't really get riled up on it. I just ride that out. It ain't going away soon. It's not going to go yeah. away soon. The dose that you just right. took is probably still on its way up. So yeah. if you start to have trouble, you're looking at like three, four days before that's, you're okay again. Yeah. That's what I you would was think that there would be. I I you would think that there would be a metabolic coupler, 
right? To negate the effects of a metabolic uncoupler, right? Because like the the net equation of a Krebs cycle, CO2, ATP, H2O, and heat, right? And the heat's the constant um, variable that keeps going up because of the uh, metabolic uncoupling. But you would think that there yes. would be a compound out there, which made me, I started to type in like, because why I never thought of this as an antidote, because you use that word, Skip, as an antidote, like, oh, shoot, I messed up. There's got to be something I can take that will will halt this process. But uh, I'm going to do a little research and we'll report back. I think if people had figured that out, we would be using that for sports for performance enhancement because it would essentially speed up the process of of, uh, creating ATP. Um, And I don't know of anything that can do that right now. Um, But yeah, like Skip said, be very careful because once you get in trouble, you're going to be in trouble for a long time. It's not going to be an hour. It's not going to be a day. You're in trouble for days if you get yourself in trouble. So I I would never advise anything over 250 a day because you're going to get in trouble. You know, and, and, and like Skip said, if you eat a lot of carbohydrates, well, that's where the heat comes from. And then there's been cases where people, uh, I believe, killed themselves by like cooking their brain alive, like at like 106 degrees or some shit. It's wild. You know, so – you could absolutely kill yourself and it's going to be a painful, suffering fucking death. And if you get to the point, I'm going to say, if you get to the point where you start feeling really bad, well, it's got a really long half-life. You're probably still on your way up. So it's going to get worse before yeah. it gets better. Yeah. And right. and you don't, there's just no point in risking this if you can get in shape without it. You know, uh, right. one of That's the times that I've used it, one of the times that I've used it was somebody that was so obese that his weight was da- more dangerous than the fucking DMP was. <laughs> You know, he was like, he was, he, he was just ready to die. Like fucking A1C 10.4, like dude was ready to die. So yeah, you guys probably never heard that number that bad, right? I saw Andrew's high school, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, just Something. cause we all, no we, we all train, we all work, we all work with, you know, people that are already fit, right? We already work with bodybuilders, fitness athletes, bikini girls, whatever. And, and even with our gen pop people, they're usually pretty fit for the most part or they're at least like exercising yeah. it's rare that you get like a obese 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 person because they're usually going like the medical route they're going gastric bypass surgery they're going medical weight loss that kind of stuff so yeah i don't i Those don't really see gotcha so that's, so that's why right all right i'm gonna stay yeah, on the I, literally, I, I hated to have that what is that Oh, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I was going to switch topics. I was going to say, I, 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 I hated to want to have that conversation, but I literally said to him, I was like, you're going to die. He's like, well, what are I'm like, no, I'm not talking about like next year. I'm talking about you're going to die soon if this continues. You can't fucking breathe. Your blood pressure, I think his blood pressure was like 165 over like 100 or some fucking bullshit like that. It was, it was terrible. I'm like, you're going to fuck. You can die any day, like literally. You know? So Let like, me that add was just like an extreme. Before you switch, Scott, let me give me yeah. 10 seconds. I want to say this. Even though I came out of it, and this is anybody else, even if you come out of a situation like that, I don't know that I don't have heart damage from it. Mm. And I don't want to get in. Yeah, you can go do tests or anything else, but I'm just going to be completely transparent here. I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll assume that I do. I don't want to go and find out that I have horrible, you know, heart issues and everything else. I'm 53. Uh, I've raised my kids. I don't want to die tomorrow, but eventually I'm going to die from something. And if it's, I, I heard this the other day and I know it may have sound a bit more abundant, but I think there's truth to it. Pick your passion. And I'm sorry to say it, but um, pick your passion. And if you die from your passion, consider yourself lucky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. You know, I'd rather, you know, do what we do and enjoy my life and love my life. And, right. you know, listen, we've all, we've all lived that life, like really big and jacked. And let's, let's, let's be, let's be perfectly honest. You get respect more everywhere. Like I, I've walked to clubs and my friends are like, oh, there's no way we're getting in. Look at the line. I just walk up to the bouncer and the bouncer just looks at me. He's like, oh shit. Like you're a fucking big. Like we just start talking and oh yeah, come yeah. on. How many you got? What's just up big guy? Everywhere you know. It's just more respect from everyone, you know, yeah. and and it's addicting. And that's one of the reasons why we do it. So, you know, I'd rather live, like I said, 60, 65, like a lion than 80, 90, like a lamb. All right. So since we're on the drug topic so heavily today, I'll drop this one in. Um, has anyone used pharma grade Anadrol? 
And if so, how does uh, anaplin anadrol compare to UGL anadrol? Would the difference be I, pronounced I as much as Pharmagrade Anivar compared to a good lab-tested UGL? I hate this topic, and I'm going to tie the GH into it. Okay. Um, I hate this topic because a drug is a drug. It's either good or it's not. You know. Yeah. Um, so if you have if you have if you have fucking like 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 we call bathroom brew underground gear yeah. done by somebody who knows how to make gear and the the raws are 99% purity and it's dosed correctly. It's not magic that pharma is going to work better because it's not. It's going to be exactly the fucking same. Maybe and this more is why it drives me nuts. You know. <laughs> well, this is why it drives me nuts with the GH argument because on one hand, all of these idiots are saying, "Oh, well, it tests high IGF, and we've run testing, and we've proven it, and this and that." But you got to run a higher dose than pharma. When have you guys ever heard of a generic medication that had to be dosed higher than the name brand? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. Not. It's not. If, it, if it's possible. the ingredient, if you buy. If it's the active ingredient, it's the active ingredient, and milligram exactly. for milligram There's no should be the same. Thing is, I agree. One's weaker than the other. No, it's the ingredient, or it's not the fucking ingredient. So when people say, "Oh, you got to run twice the dose of generics to get the same results as pharma," first of all, no, that's wrong. That doesn't happen. Second of all, that makes no logical sense from what we know. So it, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. It, doesn't it seems nonsensical. Up. But are you saying then that generic growth is the same as? Farm grade growth? No, I think it's. I, th I oh, honestly think it's GHRP. Oh, I see. A lot of times okay. it's ivermorelin, it's GHRP. Sometimes it's HCG. Right. That's what he's saying, okay. and I agree with that too. Okay. Yeah, but I think just it's a quick not answer GH, this question. I think it's something else elevates IGF. Quick, quick answer to this question. Fair enough. I've I just wanted to. Farm I've used farm grade anadrol, and I've used underground anadrol. If it's good anadrol, it's good anadrol. It's the same. Yeah. I'm old enough to have the old brown syntax. Isn't that what you got from, from the, the far Yeah. I'm say, yeah, yeah. I had me small little business. Small little business as a teenager back then. Made a few bucks. Um, but yeah, it, 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 you know, and it's always said that, I'll tell you what it is. It's old heads. Uh, and I can say that because I am one, so I can rip them to pieces. It's it's us old heads. We go back and we say, oh, yeah, the gear was better when it was in the tiny little blue D-ball thing. No, it's not. It's all the same shit, provided it's the same quality. And the quality control has been good from, obviously, China and on the boat and heat and where it's stored before it all gets mm -hmm. to you. There are yeah. other, you know, that's the one thing that you can say with farm-grade stuff, that the quality control methods are much better than you know what we do they're much better you know but they're not always better the uh, so if there was a 60 minutes piece like seven or eight years ago that i was just like nailed to because they were showing how many discrepancies there were in just a regular batch of i don't remember what drug maybe lipitor or some 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 common drug that general pop people take and the variation in the dose content and also the wrong things being put into bottles, meaning the wrong drugs being added in, you was at a, really? like a startle, a startling high rate. I'll try to look this up and send you send it to you guys. It was it was kind of you're like, wait a minute, big pharma makes that many mistakes, huh? Oh, well, we all we we we've all had a story, an instance of this directly in our industry. I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, again, rest in peace, Matt Porter, when he passed away, he tested the pharma grade um watson test that he was getting from the pharmacy watson oh, yes yeah. and it was underdosed drastically yes. underdosed yeah right i do remember that that's a good point yeah so yeah that does that. that absolutely does happen but you've got a lot like one of the things that was common no uh i, I don't know i don't hear it much anymore but we used to hear but like how many times have you heard oh if i took what you took i'd look like you or the pros they, they think the pros get better drugs than them these guys use the yeah. same dealers that all of you use i promise you to yeah. god they don't have a special dealer that makes magical shit that you can't get it's not true you, you mean there's not pharmacy <laughs> trend yeah yeah <laughs> i've heard people say, I, I know i've heard someone said oh i got farm grade trend i'm like Oh, where's this extra special source, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have time That's for one more show. in this episode. I'll throw this one up from Kane. He's local to me. He says a uh, question about TRT over time. If a guy were to have low test 
uh, around 200. And his doctor puts him on 150 milligrams per week of test. Um, he will get all the effects of higher test levels, better mood, higher libido, muscle building, etc. cetera. Uh, down the road, he decides to run a cycle. After the cycle is over, he goes back to that 150 milligrams a week, but he doesn't get that same benefit that he originally got on cycle. Does this mean that his body has adapted to the higher level of test? Will it only get worse with more cycles as, as he's going uh, forward? Will running cycles and then going back down to 150 milligrams per week actually make this person feel worse than when he started? His perception. He got the same benefit. He's just already been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you've been I mean, on top you, you of the mountain I mean. and seen that view, when right. you go back to the bottom mountain, you don't have that same view. Your life is significantly worse. So, yeah. And you just, just went back up to 150. It's the same It's the same peak of the mountain. Yeah. If you'd have gone to a higher mountain and climbed up to 400 <laughs> four, or 4,000 <laughs> feet instead of in elevation, instead of 150, yeah, exactly, then you'd have had a different view, and it might have been a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll put it this way. Here's exactly an easy way to put it. Here's a, here's a way to put it. We all probably remember the first time we put together a really good off-season cycle, right? Whatever it might have been, test and deck or test. The first time you did it, and you probably feel that, wow, I grew so much, and I my experience with training and, and, and bodybuilding like developed so much during that time period. And then everything after that, it's like, okay, I'm on cycle. It's not the same thing though. You know what I mean? In right. terms of your perception, it's not that the drugs are doing anything different. It's not that you're not getting the same results. It's just that you're mentally not perceiving them as being this wow, eye-opening experience. Right. You're, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, and, and what happens is people don't take into account how much muscle they've put on and how much changes yeah. that they've made. Hmm. Because we all know yeah. the bigger you get, the harder it is to make gains. So, yeah, I get yes. your fucking bench went up 100 pounds when you were fucking 170. But now that you're 230, it's crawling up 5, 10 pounds. Yeah. That's because yeah. you've already gotten so far beyond your genetics. Law of diminishing returns. Yeah. It's a law of diminishing returns. Right. I think that ties in too with the previous stuff we're talking about, like farm grade versus generic tablets. The the, the old guy saying, "Man, that the, the the gear used to be so much better back in the day." I think that mm -hmm. you know you've had twenty years of cycling experience since you took that farm grade D ball. You know, so yeah, the old heads aren't thing. growing anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> and is anybody? Yeah. I don't want to get off on it, but is anybody bothered by the fact that I'm so shiny? I don't know. Am I the only one who's bothered by that? You are so tan it's driving today. me nuts. You are so tan. I, I was at the pool. That's why I'm nice. so shiny. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the pool. I your nose than I... yeah. yeah, it is. It's a little. It's a little pink. All right. Well, listen, guys. That's all we had like time for. Like stage four cancer. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I probably do. If I'm going to die from something, it probably will be cancer. No, I'm saying the rest of us look like we're on like chemo oh. chemotherapy compared to you with your <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah. The rest of us look like life is sucked right out of us compared to you. I need to take some vitamin D. I mean, we've got to, we, we got to, we have to add the point about GH ca uh, causing accelerated cell growth. So if you have cancer, GH will speed up the process from which it spreads. So you should probably make point. sure that it doesn't run the family and that it's not present before you try to run GH because it'll make it spread at twice the speed. A gas on a fire. Tanya Miller said, I was bothered as soon as I got on, but I was late, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wiped my face early, and I think you guys might have thought I was emotional or something. I wasn't wiping my eyes. I was, wide, I was trying to not be so shiny. Good, good anyway, cover. That's there. a good way to segue, or a good way to, yeah. to, to draw from the fact that you were wiping your eyes. Yeah, I wasn't crying or my anything. <laughs> I'm just wiping the beads of sweat off my face. All right, guys. Well, listen, if you uh, if you want to reach out to any of us for coaching, we'd be happy to have you. Um, I'll have Phil's information uh, linked down below in the description. Of course, teamskip.com, teamskip.com, bodyberry.com. And uh, you can reach out to me, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. Of course, thank you guys for tuning in. Comment with questions for future episodes. We'd love to have you. And of course, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.